Hello and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long, and the Rams are 2-0 after a convincing win in Philadelphia. They came home for a week of practice and will fly back to the East Coast on Saturday for a Week 3 matchup against the also undefeated Buffalo Bills. Our guest today had an interception to help seal that win over the Eagles. He's transitioned from an outside corner in recent years now to the slot role in 2020, replacing Nikel Roby Coleman. Troy Hill joins us for the first time on this podcast from the Rams facility in Thousand Oaks. Good afternoon, Troy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, very well, thank you. Hey, how did it feel to receive a game ball after improving the 2-0? and uh, That was a blessing right there. I mean, whenever you get a game ball, it's, it's, it's a blessing. That's how I took it. Have you had one as a Ram before? Uh, yeah, I did. I actually had one last year in the Seattle game. So... But that was my first time ever being able to break the team down after the game. So, I mean, that was a special moment for me. Yeah, so for those who haven't seen the uh, locker room video after the game, uh, you were the last to get the game ball. And then Sean McVay kind of spontaneously asked you to break the team down. He put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, that was a special moment for me, though. I was surprised for a second. I'm like, oh, I never thought I'd do this. But, I mean, it was a special moment for me. I mean, I'm wrong. Yeah, you took it in stride. Well done. Uh, the accolades rolling in for your teammates this week, too. What do you make of Micah Kaiser? Goes from getting a lot of grief about the broken tackles in week one to leading the NFL with 16 of them and a forced fumble and NFC Defensive Player of the Week in week two. Yeah, Micah is stud. He's doing his thing out there. And, I mean, that just shows, like, every week we want to get better, and he's just showing it, showcasing his skill set out there. And that's what he's doing, getting better every week. Hmm. I'm, I'm excited to be on his team and watch him grow. You know, I was talking with Sean McVay earlier this week about how much he likes this group of Rams. How much do you all like each other? Is this an even more connected group than years gone by? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, just, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people who got who not proven in the league right now. So we all kind of meshing together and, like, just going out there and showing because, I mean, we want to come out there and be the best versions of ourselves. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I think we're a lot tighter, especially with no fans out there, you know, like mm-hmm. so trying to force you to become tighter. So I feel like we definitely got a, a tight-knit group. So can you elaborate on that environment or lack thereof in Philadelphia? Same thing when you go to Buffalo. It must feel like you're playing the freshman of the JV game in high school or peewee or something with no fans in the stands, not even moms and friends and family. Yeah, I mean, you you can't compare none of that because at least like freshman JV, you'll have some fans in there. So, I mean, it's definitely a different feeling out there. But like I say, you you kind of get a, a tight-knit group because each other and we are big fans now. So, I mean, it, I feel like it's a special moment. You know, you can never take away that excitement of having fans, but I feel like, you know what I'm saying, that camaraderie that we gain and like that chemistry that we gain together is kind of, is becoming a lot stronger. So it seems like you're trying to use that as a competitive advantage on game days. When the crowd's not there to generate the emotion, the Rams can do it as well as anyone? Uh, I mean, I, I, we got to just come out there and play our game. We ain't using that as a competitive advantage. We got to execute our X's and O's. We just, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just how we is. It's how we rocking. So after you go up against Dak and then Wentz in weeks one and two, now Josh Allen is next. Maybe you've seen a bit of film by this point in the week. What are your impressions? Mm, uh, good team. You know, they're a good team. They're 2 0 for a reason. But I mean, we got to come out there. We got to come out there and line up and do our thing, too. So, I mean, we, we're going to see when we get in them lines on Sunday. 
Mm. Yeah, Josh is the first player in NFL history with at least 700 passing and 75 rushing yards in his team's first two games of the season. He and the Bills also 2-0. and When did the Rams approach you about moving to the slot this offseason, and how did that conversation go from your end? Um, so it was kind of interesting to me because once they decided that they wasn't going to re-sign Roby or pick up his option, I was kind of interested in, like, knowing what was going to happen. I mean, I ain't never really played slot, but sometimes I would go in the inside at practice and things like that. So I kind of figured, like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll probably go in the slot or we'll have a competition battle. I don't know really what's going on, but uh, I text my DB coach and I asked him, like, damn, so what's going on? And uh, he like, yeah, you might be going into the slot, whatever, whatever. But I, I was just excited about the challenge, you know what I'm saying, that – I was able to just go out there and be able to showcase that I'm a football player and for them to even like think of me to be able to go do that. I mean, I just wanted to come out there and just be the best version of me I can be for Mm -hmm. the team. So that's kind of how that went. It's unselfish of you because I wonder like, is any part of you thinking, hey, I balled out last year on the outside. Outside corners get paid. Why mess with a good thing here? I've already proven I can do this. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if I can just show I'm versatile, I'd rather do that than anything. I mean, I just want to help the team as best as possible. And if that's what my role was to be, to go in the inside, I mean, I, I'm going to accept that. At least I'm still on the field. You know, nowadays, the way the NFL is, they run an 11 personnel every snap or you got two good tight ends on the field. So, I mean, it ain't really taking nothing away from me. Yeah. Go out there and make plays. Yeah, that's well said. How is this defense different for a defensive back than what you played the past handful of years under Wade Phillips? Mm. Um, well, for me, like, just going in the inside, that's first. And then I would say just schematically, it's two different schemes. You know what I'm saying? You're playing in two different schemes. So, it, of course, it's going to be different ops for you to go out there and make plays. And your technique might have to play a little bit different in certain coverages, but I mean, that's really, really what it is. You playing in two different, totally different schemes, and you got two different coaches with two different mindsets of how they see their defense being ran. So I feel like that's really where it comes down to. Yeah. Troy, you and Darius each had interceptions last week in Philadelphia. It made me wonder what's it like going into a game knowing teams are going to target you and Darius? over Jalen Ramsey, who just became the highest-paid corner in the game? Well, for me, I got that taste last year. so Sure did. I kind of feel it. I'm already used to it in a way. But, I mean, for Darius, I mean, I feel like, well, for the both of us, it's a great opportunity. You know what I'm saying? As a competitor, it's a great opportunity for you to go out there and make a name for yourself, or it can go the other way. But for us, we want to go out there and make a name for ourselves and go, you know what I'm saying, execute and execute at a high level. So, Hmm. I mean, that's kind of our mindset. Like, as a competitor, this is what you sign up for. And, I mean, shoot, when you do well, that's when they get paid, right? <laughs> so, I sure mean, is. You want to go out there and support your family. That's kind of the mindset you got to have. To that end, this is technically a contract year for you. Have you allowed yourself to dream about what the next year could bring if you maximize your potential? Nah, I just kind of got to take it one day at a time. I mean, you hear people talk about it, but for me, it's just – I'm more of a one day at a time. I know Tip Kelly, he taught he taught us that early in my career, talking about winning the day. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of a one day at a time type of guy. Yeah. 
Uh, back to Jalen for just a second. We got a glimpse behind the curtain thanks to Hard Knocks, but I wonder if you can tell us what he's like as a teammate, something that maybe from the outside looking in we wouldn't think. Uh, I say Jalen a great teammate. You know what I'm saying? He all for us. Like, he want to be there and help us. And, you know what I'm saying? He bring a competitive edge that a lot of people don't see. Like, some people will take it the wrong way. But, you know what I'm saying? That's just – the drive and the passion that he got for the game and he's a big time competitor and he just wanna win. Like and and that's some of the thing that can be misunderstood at times. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like Jaden is a great dude. And mm-hmm. I'm saying we're glad to have him on the team. As he and your secondary prepare to take on Stephon Diggs and the Bills, it made me wonder who's the toughest receiver matchup you faced one on one in your NFL career? Mm. Man, I don't know. I faced a lot of good receivers. Uh, I know the one time I probably lined up with Odell. Odell was was a solid one. Odell Beckham. And then, I mean, uh, yeah, well, I say Odell. Yeah? Yeah, Odell. That's a good answer. At least until you lined up against Cooper Cup in training camp, right? And then he took over? Because, I mean, but it's a different, like, you go in that slot, it's a whole different (laughs) world. Cooper Cup in that slot is a different beast, too. Uh, Troy, I love what you told the assembled media earlier in the week, that you want your game to kind of age like a fine wine. I really enjoyed that uh, comparison. Made me wonder, do you have a favorite wine? Uh, Right now, i kind of been drinking the duck horn, the – Marlowe or the duck horn. So that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. But I ain't really into the wines like that. I'm trying to get into them. You know what I'm saying? As I get older, I'm trying to get into them. So if you got any suggestions, let me know. No, yeah, I think that's a good start. I'm I'm a Camus cab guy myself. I think that's a good uh, victory celebration bottle. They go open. All right, I'm going to have to try that one day. I'm yeah. Camus cab. Uh, let's finish with uh, a little bit of your personal story, which I just want to acknowledge was really well documented in the athletic this summer by Jordan Rodrigue, one of the team's new beat writers. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that column and it centered around your upbringing in Cincinnati, uh, your mother, Sandy, your uncle, your longtime legal guardian, Jim Gilmer. I don't want you to, to rehash that in this setting. Uh, this is not the time or the place, but I do wonder if you could just give us an update on those central figures in your life and how it's going. Um, I'm actually from Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio, which is a small town. And uh, basically, I mean, I grew up with living with my mom, my brothers, and, uh, you know, uh, basically my brother was a big-time football player, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was kind of overlooked. I was uh, not really doing the right things, I would say, and kind of mm-hmm. all over the place. And I ended up getting the opportunity to go live with my uncle in California in Ventura, which was close. So I really came in full circle. Like my whole NFL journey when I went back to Ohio for that one year playing in Cincinnati and then I came back out here, I really came in full circle. So I felt like this is where I was supposed to be. You know, it was I was young. I had some growing up to do mm-hmm. and I had to take some things serious. But I mean, I felt like God got a plan for me that you know what I'm saying? Nobody can stop. And that's kind of my mindset right now. Like, I, I know I, I'm destined for something that, you know what I'm saying, that that God got for me. And what's crazy is because a lot of people don't get opportunities or second chances that I got. So, I mean, I'm just taking it and run with it. And like, like I say, I always say it's a blessing. And I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying myself now. Like, 
you know, I fought my little inner demons and the man, I wish I was playing or whatever. But I mean, like I say, like, yeah, I just got to, I had to learn how to trust God's timing and that's where I'm at with it right now. That's really well said, Troy. And one of the reasons I ask is because I think this can be a really difficult season for troubled youth right now, right? Like, are they connected? Are they going to school? Uh, Do they have football or an athletic activity taken away from them? What would you advise someone listening who might be struggling with some of those things based on your experience? Um, Just trust the process. I mean, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but I mean, that's really what it comes down to just stay focused on what you need to focus on, Uh, have a plan and have a goal and really go after that. You know what I'm saying? Use this time to really benefit what you want to do in life. You know what I'm saying? Whether you self-reflect and better yourself as an individual, I would say that, like learn something, grow something, pick up a book, learn something that you wouldn't think you would learn. That's kind of what I think they should do right now. And, I mean, I'm my nonprofit. I'm working on some things to try to help. So we're going to figure something out, too, as far as that. You want to drop that name right here just for people who might be interested in exploring some more? Uh, Yeah, my nonprofit is called Star Players Academy. And, uh, yeah, we out there trying to help the youth. And uh, it were really anybody in need, but my main focus is the youth. But I got team team members who – who dare to help every every everybody else too, adults and all that. Great. And how about your uh, daughter? Is it Serenity? Yeah. My How's own. she doing? Uh, she great. She great. She grown now. She grown. <laughs> she understands everything. She just turned three September 11th. So she always asking me questions. Why? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to <laughs> Like, hold on, who's the adult here? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoy that process. I enjoy being a father, especially to a girl. And I actually got a little boy who's coming next month, October 5th. So I'm done. Well, he- <laughs> Here's to a, a Tuesday delivery for your son, right? On your day off, right in the middle of a, <laughs> a game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Troy, congratulations on the pick, on the game game ball, on breaking down your Rams uh, after they got off to a 2-0 start. Safe travels and good luck this weekend in Buffalo. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate it. All right. And if you enjoyed our conversation with Troy Hill, please do subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when the next episode is available. If you're on Apple Podcasts, especially right now, would you take a moment to leave a comment and a review for us? We sure do appreciate all of those. MW, Rep Hipster, James Wilder, most recently, thank you for checking in. For Troy, Jory, Rudy, Talia, and Tiffany, who all contributed to this podcast, I'm JB Long, and thanks for listening to another episode of Rams Review.